Hello, Monetization Nation. I'm Nathan William, your host, and today I'm joined by Kenny Harper. Kenny works with small business owners to achieve more freedom and fulfillment by increasing business profitability through implementing proven systems and effective strategies. He's also the author of Amplified Business Breakthroughs. In today's episode, we're going to discuss five easy and effective ways to maximize our profits. We'll also cover the following key takeaways. Number one, everyone has the opportunity to amplify and improve their business strategies. Number two, we have to pay attention to our leads so we can take care of our potential customers. Number three, we should provide free value before we try to sell anything. Number four, we can implement new strategies and take new actions to influence and improve our conversion rate. Number five, we want to measure and optimize the average price per transaction and the average number of transactions per customer to improve our customer lifetime value. Number six, our profit isn't just how much money we make, it's how much money we get to keep. And number seven, a 1% improvement can make a huge difference in profitability. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Kenny. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, share a message that can help impact others to have more freedom and fulfillment. And today we're going to talk about five easy and effective drivers to maximize profits. So can you start off by sharing with us, Kenny, something that you are super passionate about? My business is, is Rock My Image and my podcast and movement is Growth Amplifiers. And if you notice, there's some sort of tie between that, rock, amplifiers, music, right? Music. Um, I'm passionate about music. I went to a rock concert when I was 14 14 years old and was blown away by this little band. I don't know if you ever heard of them. It was in Salmon, Kentucky. It was called uh, Metallica. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And um, I had like the snake pit passes. So I was surrounded by the band and just blown away by how they connected with the audience, how they just elevated the energy in the room. And I didn't know what I wanted to do for a career, but I knew I wanted to to connect with people and use my, my passions, my talents to make a positive impact. So that is something I love. And you didn't decide you wanted to become a rock star? I, and, and so I did learn how to play music. I, and that's how I started my first, um, I guess, passion project was was playing music, being in bands, I get to record some albums, open up for some pretty good um, bands. Uh, Wasp is an old band from the 80s. Uh, And then I actually actually met my wife playing a show out at Jacksonville Beach, which is really cool. Uh, You can't meet people at a bar, but you can. And we've made babies. And we actually planned to get married before we made the babies. And it actually worked out. So (laughs) we're not going to get into the details of that project, but... Um, and, and so that guided me to, to really realize that, huh, it's, it's great to have a passion, right? We have a passion, something that draws us, but if we don't know the business side of how to monetize, of how to, to make that profitable, right? Then there's a lot of starving artists for a reason. And so I can't hit a wall with that, that passion project and was basically playing to, pay for playing. Couldn't make a career out of it. I didn't learn the business side of it. And and that inspired me really to, number one, I had to shift my brilliance and got into more marketing 
And that was taking that creative outlet and just putting it into a different light. But then I, I really got inspired to, to learn, well, how do you make a business profitable and successful? There's a lot of passionate people and doing really good things, but not all of them know what they need to know in order to experience the, the freedom and, and have the success. Because if they're just following their passion and they don't know the business components behind it, they can be the starving artists. And I think it's unfortunate because everyone has something inside of them that makes them unique, that provides value. But if we don't know how to amplify it, we're limiting our, our true power and potential. So in the, the title or the teaser for the show, we talked about how you're going to share five easy and effective drivers used to maximize profits. Can you walk us through each of those uh, with examples? Yes. So I'm going to walk you through each of those. I'm glad to have a little conversation about it. So if you're tuning in and you're listening to this, my suggestion, two suggestions. Number one is consider writing this down and actually um, putting a little bit of attention for your own business. And this, this can make a huge impact on on you and your bottom line. And if money isn't your driver, it's not really my driver, but making a bigger impact is, and you need money to do that. Um, I, I do have a bigger purpose and to, to make that impact, but if you don't have the money to fund your cause, then you're gonna run into challenges. So number one, make sure we write it down. And number, number two, it's simple. And you may even have heard of these things before, but simple can be very powerful. So if, if you're thinking, I can already know this, consider it's not what you know, it's more important what you do, and more importantly, the results that you're getting. And everyone has the opportunity to amplify. So with that little intro, number one is the first of the five profit drivers is leads. Hmm? Leads. So the number of leads that are being generated in your business. This can be um, leads generated through advertising. It could be leads generated through organic marketing, or it could be leads through even referrals that are that are being passed to you. The lifeblood of our company. Yeah. Paying attention to the leads that are coming into your business. Uh, one thing that a lot of people drop the ball on is they they maybe promote their service but they don't provide something, some sort of light offer, a micro commitment that would get people to raise their hand and provide their contact information to follow up and continue the conversation. So if, if you're connecting with people online, building relationships, if you come across too quickly to sell your product or service, what does that do? Asking a girl to marry you before you haven't taken her on a date, right? You Got to nurture the relationship. It pushes people away. So the metric is leads. And the thought is, what can you provide that's valuable that gets people to raise their hand and show little interest in what you have to offer in exchange for their contact information? If you don't get the phone number, you can't go out on the date. So that's number one. Number two, sales conversion. So how many, what's the percentage of leads that convert into customers? 
if you get a certain amount of leads that come in to your business, a percentage of them will convert into customers. So let's say you had 10 leads come in and three of those turned into customers. That would be a 30% conversion rate. Why this is important is because you can implement new strategies and take new actions to influence and improve your conversion rate. And one thing that I'll probably repeat is small hinges swing big doors. So a few small adjustments in a, key, in a few key areas can have a big impact again on your bottom line. So to sum up those two first metrics, if you're looking to grow your business, focusing on what strategies you're putting in for lead generation and what strategies you're executing to improve your sales conversion rate. So number three, continuing on, we just talked about growing your business, but if you already have customers and you're thinking about, well, maybe I already have enough customers. We're thinking about how can you ascend those customers and increase the lifetime value of a customer? The two metrics you'd want to pay attention to in ascending are the average number of transactions per customer and the average dollar sale per transaction. So basically getting people to buy more often and getting people to spend more each time they buy. Exactly. And it's like, that's pretty obvious, right? It's pretty obvious you're, you're looking to do that. But the key is, is if you track the metrics and then say, here's where I'm at, here's where I want to go. What are some actions or changes that I can make that would improve that even by a small percentage? So I'll give you an example. I was working with a, a CPA and the CPA did a lot of, um, had some business clients, had some consumer clients, and they basically were doing, you know, the tax services a couple times of the year for majority of the clients. And they were like really busy in some times of the year and not as busy in other times of the year. So big, big pockets of time they were busy and then pockets of time they had opportunity. And they said, man, I can't, I can't get past this, this level of income. And I really don't know how I'm going to get past it without having to do a lot more work and get a lot more clients. So we looked at, well, what are some other ways that you can help your clients? They said, well, I could help them uh, do revenue forecasting. I could help them do, do better with their, their budgeting. I could help keep their books in order throughout the year and, and maybe give them some ideas of how they could save money. So basically you could, you could be like an advisor. Yes, I, I could. And that ad advisory would, you'd probably be able to elevate your, the value to your, your clients. Have you ever offered that before? And, and the feedback was, well, they're, they're not asking for that. Uh, they're, they're only asking for the, you know, that tax service. I said, well, if maybe that's what they're asking for, but as, as somebody they've hired to help their business, could you potentially just share, Hey, here's a way that I can help you out that might 
help you achieve your goals and help you succeed even, even more. Long story short, they elevated their offer and they not only increased the, the dollar per transaction, they were able to enroll a portion of their client base in monthly uh, recurring transactions at a higher price point. So that made a huge impact in the revenue and the bottom line. So those are uh, the KPIs, the profit drivers, number three and number four of how to ascend the value of the customer, which leads us to the good old number five. And this is the profit margin because at the end of the day, it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you get to keep. Have you ever seen that show, um, restaurant impossible or the profit? Yeah, I think I, I have seen restaurant impossible where they go in and it's just a failing restaurant and they have to come in and turn it around. <laughs> yeah. A failing restaurant. It's, it's pretty entertaining. And what I've experienced in my journey as a business growth coach and, and marketing advisor is there's, there's a, uh, two, there's different groups of people. There's, there's some businesses out there that are doing really good and they have the challenge of not realizing that they don't know what they don't know. And then there's some that aren't doing that good. And maybe they don't even know that they're not doing that good. They're just, they're blind to that. In the show restaurant impossible, uh, they, they have Robert Irvine go around and find those failing restaurants and he'll take a look at the aesthetics of the restaurant, the cleanliness of the restaurant, the menu, yeah, the menu, the, the food, he'll taste things. And then occasionally they'll look at the pricing and, and see that some of the menu items are priced at a point where they'll be losing money when they sell the item and the restaurant owners had no idea. So they'll be pushing an item that they're actually losing money. So each time they make a sale, they're actually losing money. So it's important to know like where your profits are coming from in your business, right? So the, the profit margin, it's really important to be aware your profit margin. Maybe you're at 20%, maybe it's 30, maybe it's 40. You can take an average of all the different things you sell and get a sense of where you're at. And as soon as you know where you're at, you could say, what actions can I take to improve this even by a small percentage? Maybe it could be systemizing, maybe it could be automating, maybe it could just be getting rid of things that are not profitable, putting more focus on things that are profitable. There's a lot of things that can be done. So all of these together, when you're looking at the lead generation, the sales conversion rate, the average number of transactions per customer, the average price per transaction and the profit margin. Once you've identified where you're at now, that's your benchmark. And then as soon as you define your benchmark, you can then set goals to improve. And if you focus on improving these, it will have a traumatic impact on your bottom line. Because a lot of people know, yeah, that's that's how business works. But most people don't take the time to know where they're at and then put goals to improve each of these even by a small percentage. And then make data-driven decisions based upon that data. Yeah, that's right. So even a 20% increase, you can improve your profitability. You can double your profits by making a 20% improvement on each of these profit drivers. And that is a traumatic way of amplifying your business. So that, that is a real, a real strategy that it's like, that's simple, that's basic. But again, if you just even focused on one and improve even one by percentage, 
that will have a big impact. Yeah, and sometimes it can be overwhelming with all the different things we're having to juggle. But I like how you talked about focusing on one, even if we can improve at 1%. You, know, you sound like a football coach, right? If we could just be 1% better this week than we were last week. We don't, we don't have to do everything perfectly this week, but what can we do to get 1% better? And, and the data is a great way to help us know um, where some of the best ways are to do that. I mean, and that's, that focus has, has been an Achilles heel for me in the past. I still battle that today. And it, uh, big Achilles heel for a lot of the people that I work with is like you mentioned the overwhelm of how many things we've got to juggle, how many things that are coming at us, the distractions, it can become overwhelming. And then before you know it, we're not making much traction on anything. Maybe we're trying to move too many items at the same time. And that's very ineffective. Okay. So let's go back to the strategy you talked to us about leads. So what are some of the best ways to grip, to gain leads and how do we turn more of those leads into conversions and transactions? Good question. Thank you, Nathan. So lead generation, I just did a, a webinar on this this week and, and tried to boil it down. I working with a group of accountants and bookkeepers, helping them gain more advisory clients, more coaching clients. And the, the challenges that they've had is they've, they've run a lot of advertising and the, the challenge that they're having with advertising, like pay-per-click or display is that it's, they're putting their message out there, but anyone can see the ads and, and click in and they're getting a lot of lame, low quality leads. So advertising can be really powerful, but you want to be as focused as possible to who your ideal customer is. Advertising could get your message out, but if you make it your net too broad, it can be a challenge. Now, when I'm giving that advice, let me frame that. That's for business to business. You, you really want to get that, that focus. Um, you may cast a, a slightly wider net if you're, selling to consumers, selling products. So advertising is one. Organic marketing is another, right? Uh, creating content, having articles, podcasts, videos, um, putting social media out there. But there's even a challenge with that. It's so saturated. It's so saturated that you can put a lot of time and energy creating content, 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 as some people are saying, and still you may have trouble breaking through. If you don't have the resources to do it consistently and to really cut through the clutter. Uh, there's a lot of people that will be trying to do content. They'll be trying to put things out there, but if, if they're not able to do it on a consistent basis, then they may just be spending a lot of time, not really getting much traction. Number three of the three, um, would be, would be uh, direct response. And this is actually for business to business, a really powerful strategy. If you know exactly who your ideal customers are, what industry are in, where do they, where they go is finding a way to get your message right in front of your market and not promoting your services, but again, providing, providing something of value 
such as a guide or a download or access to a webinar or maybe giving a free copy of your book, right? In exchange for their contact information. So you're not looking to make a sale right away. You're simply looking to get their phone number to increase the likelihood of being able to even have that opportunity to pitch your service. So those three, advertising, organic, and direct response. I'm a huge proponent of direct response. You can get very focused, really craft a message, get it to your market, and then seamlessly and subtly guide those contacts to conversations, to consultations, uh, guiding to customers that pay, stay, and refer. Yeah, and historically, direct response had a lot to do with mail and offline elements, but but those strategies have been converted very nicely into digital. And so so direct response is is a really nice way to say marketing directly to a customer online and as opposed to the, the opposite of, of brand-based marketing. Is that correct? That is very nicely articulated, Nathan. Um, is, so... And, and you see there's a lot of people trying to do similar things, but again, sometimes they're missing the mark. So we're talking about kind of like moving into sales conversions. So the, as we chat, chatted about earlier, if people are too quick to push sale, it pushes people away. So for instance, one strategy that I use for direct response is like LinkedIn. It's building relationships. If you know that you deal with accountants and bookkeepers, for example, you could reach out directly to them to build relationships, to start conversations. They may never be looking for you. They may not even know that they would benefit from what you have. And if they saw your ad, they may not respond because they may not know that they would benefit from what you have. So getting some, a message out to them that guides them to take a next step would be a way to um, begin that relationship and, and generate more leads. And they're responding directly to you reaching out to them and sharing some sort of prompt to move that relationship, to move that uh, connection to the next stage in the relationship. Okay. You were going to maybe share with us an example of how we can, of someone that's effectively gained leads and or in, increased their conversions. All right. So gained leads, maybe they have leads and this happens a lot. So one of the things that my specialty is as, as a marketing advisor, I'm, are you familiar with digital marketer? Yes. Okay. So I'm a certified digital marketer advisor. Um, I'm also a partner. And one of the specialties that I, I really work with is helping people and businesses optimize their customer value journey, which is kind of the, along the lines of what we're talking about. Uh, the, the framework that attracts prospects and seamlessly subtly guides them to become customers that pay, stay and refer. And a common misstep that a lot of people have is they'll gain a lead and they'll try to make a sale. Hi lead. Thank you for reaching out. Let's make a deal. <laughs> now, if you're selling a low ticket commodity, maybe that's okay. Um, but if you're selling something that maybe is more intricate, maybe has a, a higher ticket value, it may be worth building a little bit of rapport, sharing a little bit more about who you are, the value that you provide, the transformation that you help people have with your product or service. 
sharing case studies, um, inviting people to connect or engage in some way, but really engaging with that that lead in some way, shape, or form. So they're they're connecting with your brand. Uh, they're getting a, a sense of how you operate, and that familiarity uh, provides a lot of value towards um, getting people comfortable and confident with how you may be able to help them. So for example, one of the things that I do in my business, if I'm generating a lot of leads on LinkedIn, well, in some cases I'll connect with people and have a conversation like this. In other cases, I've facilitated virtual events to just get people in the same room, like a virtual mastermind or a focus group, or maybe more of a workshop, like a webinar. And that way I'm getting a lot of people together at once, providing value, um, sharing a little bit about the background, building camaraderie and case study, and then guiding people to, if you're interested in uh, the value that we provide, here's that next step. So it's, it's really looking to craft uh, that step from, from having their initial engagement to, to moving into action but not pushing something and pushing them away. Thank you so much, Kenny, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with Kenny, you can find him on LinkedIn, check out his books on Amazon, or visit his website at growthamplifiers.com. You can also get a free copy of my ebook, Passion Marketing, and learn how you can become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode, and I wish you success as you strive to maximize your profit. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.